I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Switch it on. It's on. Good lad. Good lad. This is episode number seven, I think. I've lost track now. We've done that many of them. I thought we would have been cancelled by now, but it looks like people are, are into listening to us. So, so we'll keep doing it for as long as they let us anyway. Hold up the sign there. No, do the way around. Looks like a foreign language. Welcome everybody to the Digger Dads Pure Shy Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am the star. And his name is Shane. He is just the fella that sits on the side. Fuck off you. It is true. Everyone does message and say that I am the one that is the superstar here. Alright. You said you had something to read out at the start there. Yeah. There was a woman. Her name is Susan Flynn. She sent in a message and said that this podcast is fucking lethal. So just let me find it now. Susan Flynn said, Your podcast needs a safety warning. I ended up spitting and spilling my coffee over myself at my break this morning. I love your podcast. It's so funny and positive. Ryan cracks me up. You see? You see? People people are noticing who the sensation is here. So I messaged her back. I said, You, you realise I'm going to use this in a podcast, Susan? And she said, Lol. And in a laughing face. And then she gave us the warning that we should uh, we should put out there for people. So I'm also going to read this out. Warning. While listening to this podcast. Number one. Don't be drinking any fluids. Number two. Have an empty bladder. As you may have an accident. Number three. Don't listen to it in public. As you may get some weird looks. I wouldn't imagine why. Number four. Don't be operating or driving machinery. While you're listening to this podcast. So all the lads that are in the diggers now. And the tractors. Listening to this. Just park up. Let the boss know that you're listening to the Ryan lad. And if he wants you to work. He's going to have to fucking wait. Alright. Good lads. Thanks very much Susan Flynn. You're a mighty good crack. I got another one there from a fella called uh, Aaron Nolan. Uh, lad fair play on the podcast. I just started listening earlier today. It made me laugh for the first time in a long time. As I've been struggling. But your podcast helped me. And I appreciate that. The Uncle Dennis and Clumbalog thing had me in stitches. Keep her lit, lad. He got a waffle doing, did Uncle Dennis, hey? Could you imagine doing the parachute jumping and you get fucking wiped out before you even hit the ground? What an awful thing to happen. And for it to happen in Clumbalog as well? He's famous for that now. 
So thanks very much, Aaron. I hope you're doing all right. And keep listening to the podcast because they're only going to get funnier. I'm telling you that now. They are only going to get funnier. So I want to talk about shifting because we've got some listeners that are from different parts of the world now and they don't understand what it is. So we've got listeners in like Andorra. I didn't even know she was an explorer. <laughs> we've got listeners in Romania. There's two in Bulgaria. There's one in Chile. Don't know why they call it Chile because it's always hot over there, I found out. But yeah, I've, I've typed out the definition of what I think shifting is and I want you to read it out. All right, okay. Uh, what is shifting? Uh, shifting, he's got... You said you wanted me to read it out. Yeah, I just want to do the first bit. Just let me do the first bit. For all of you foreign people that don't understand, shifting has got nothing to do with moving uh, furniture. Two lads would never grab a hold of a wardrobe and say, here, will we shift this? Because that'd be strange. Like, So go ahead, dear. This is a definition that I plucked off the internet to give you an overall gist. It will likely differ from town to town as the ones in each town are different to look at. The fuck? Shifting is another word for snogging, scoring, meeting, kissing a one with tongues. Shifting is sometimes done against the wall, so the lad can hump the girls. What the fuck? Where was he brought up? Most common with teenagers, as they embark on their experimental stages of pre-adolescence. He whispered in my ear, Do you fancy a shift? Beat the fuck. Straight into it, I suppose. And before I knew it, he had his hand on my arse. His tongue was in my mouth, swirling it around. Our tongues were colliding. He started to gently nibble on my ear. What is going on here? He brought me over to the wall and he pinned me to it. His tongue still frantic in my mouth and his hands were massaging and squeezing my arse. This is like the fucking Julex colour chart book, Fifty Shades of Pure Filth. Hey, we'll keep her going anyway. Strap in there, Colette. Don't turn off that gadget just yet. We're only getting started. He began to hump me. My God. Still shifting. It lasted for 40 minutes. Hang on now. 40 fucking minutes, lad. That's the length of a class in school. Jesus, you'd be wore out. Anyway, when I had to pull out because the disco was over and everyone was gone, and before he left, he softly whispered in my ear, Nice shift. Pleasure working with you. I'll text you, alright? And he left with a wink. Beat the fuck, lad. That's some gadget, hey? Some stuff. All the vibrators are needing charging after that steamy stuff. You want to break down, you said, let's break down real shifting. Yeah, because that's not actually accurate, all that stuff. That was very exaggerated. So, shifting is um, is when ones and lads, or lads and lads, and ones and ones, uh, will uh, we'll get together and engage in, in kissing and stuff. So, we want to talk about where it happens, when it might happen. And actually, what is involved in it. So, it'll happen at school discos. A lot of the time. That, that's where I had my first shift. I had a school disco. Yeah, my first proper shift. Yeah, right. Was she a looker? She was a tall looker. Yeah, right. Why did she go for you? I don't know. No idea. It'll also happen behind the sheds in school. If you're lucky enough. Yeah, I've, I've known it to happen there too. And on the back of the bus, on the way back from swimming in Port Arlington. All right. Have you experienced that? Uh, no, I just know someone that did. So when does it happen then? Uh, between the ages of 10 and 16. 10? Yeah, I, I've known people that have, yeah. And after that age, then you realise that you were doing it wrong completely. And of course, when you get to that age, the jostle 
tends to follow it. So you kind of forget about your shift in performance and you get woeful anxiety about how your Mickey is going to perform in the early stages of fornication. Sorry, Shane's ma. <laughs> right, go on, get into the whole shifting side of it and explain to people what's involved and how it's done. All right, so like a friend of yours or one of her friends will come over and say to you or your friend, here, can you ask your friend or do you want to shift my friend here? And seven times out of ten, they'll say no. <laughs> seven times out of ten, they'll say no, leaving you absolutely traumatised. And to rub salt into the fractures, you see her lick the face of some other fella you know. Fucking bitch. And the other three times in which the proposal to swap saliva is granted, the awkward walk-up begins. It can be described as like two ducks waddling towards one another, uh, hoping to share a secret. What? That's how I would describe it anyway. Alright, carry on there. Right, go on. You come together and your mouth touch. And she will reach her hands out so that they sit just at the back of your neck, just behind your ears. And you have to grab her waist. And based on how good the shift is, you then decide whether to feel bum or not. Okay? And she will very quickly let you know if, if she approves of this. Shouting out, Do you know who my father is? Will likely let you know that her arse is for admiring from a distance only. Suddenly you're thrown into the tumble dryer. Her tongue is literally spinning you around that dance floor. But you commit to the shift. Because if you don't, the lads will call you gay. And once one fella calls you that, it sticks. A bad nickname will always stick. No one will call you, hey, big balls. Because <laughs> that's a good nickname. Everyone will stick and call you gay. And you don't want to be called that if you're not. This will last. The shifting can last anywhere between 20 seconds to 17 minutes and 34 seconds. God, that's awful precise. I know Damien, Damien timed it one time. Again, this will depend on the performance, sexual attraction, because we've all just shifted ones for the crack, like, and also the ability to be able to breed. If she's suffocating you with your tongue, you're going to pull out quick, like, quick smart. And try not to knock teeth. That is an instant stoppage. Instant stoppage. And the number one rule is, Try not to get a horn while you're doing it, because everyone will see that. You had to climb through a one's window one time to get the shift. Do you remember that? Shh, my ma's listening. Sure, it's all right. You're a grown man now. She can't give out to you for doing it. Oh, she can, and she would. Go on, tell her the story. She wants to know now. It's too late. We've already dived in. Fuck's sake, lad. Well, I was about 15 at the time, and I, I was shifting this one from just outside the town. And we decided one Saturday morning we'd meet under a bridge to do a bit of lick face. You know yourself. So I remember it was a fucking awful wet day. Fierce wet day. Couldn't have rained much harder now. So I got quite wet walking to this bridge. And we were under the bridge for about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Just, you know, shifting away and just chatting and having a laugh. You know, the early stages of something. And she turned and said to me, do you want to go back to my house? I says, fuck, who's there? Like? And she said, oh, everyone. I says, no thanks, it's all right, here's fine, here's fine. She said, why? I said, I know your dad, he probably has a gun. She said, sure, he's not going to know you're there. So she didn't deny the fact that he probably has a gun. No, no mention of the gun afterwards, hey, nothing from her anyway. So I said, no, no, it's grand, we're, we're grand here, we're dry like, we're underneath this bridge, it's a big bridge, so everything's hunky-dory. And she, she was getting vexed like, she was getting proper vexed, she wanted to go home, she wanted me to go with her. I didn't want to go, but she ended up dragging me there, kicking and screaming, you know. 
So I remember standing at the bottom of this driveway thinking, fuck, that's a long driveway. I'm going to need a good run up now. And this man, if he's in this house with a gun, he's got the high ground like. He's going to pick me apart like a pigeon. No problem at all. I'm not even going to get three steps up this driveway. I'm stunned dead of it. One shot. Bang, bang. You know. So I said to her, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I don't feel right. She said, go on. It'll be grand. I'll go in the front door. And you see that window on the side of the house? When that opens, just run like fuck and jump in it. I thought, God, I don't know. And she started shouting at me. She's like, just fucking do it. Like, I says, right, go on, quick, fuck's sake. It's not going to happen if I fucking stand here. So go on, quick to fuck. So she's going in anyway. The door's closed. I'm thinking, oh, bollocks. I don't feel right. Like, I could be killed in here. And he's every right to kill me. I'm a trespasser in his house. He is the adult. He did not invite me in. I am in his daughter's bedroom. I could die, like. I could fucking die. So anyway, she goes in the front door. The door closes. A few minutes later, the window at the side of the house opens up. And I just seen her head peering up through the glass, going, come on. So I had to make a conscious decision right there and then. Do I just fucking walk away, head home, and be sure that I'm going to survive this day? Or do I just think with, with the gonads and just make a run for this window and dive straight in? And if I die, I die, like. So I'm thinking, fuck. Quickly, quickly made up my mind and I just, I, I literally ran like, I literally just decided, fuck this, I'm going to run. So straight up the driveway I went and there was smoke coming off my runners. I was running that fast. My heart was pumping in my chest. You know how you feel like your head's about to explode with just anxiety and fear? That's what I was feeling. But me Mickey was just drawing me towards this window so I just had to keep going. So I'm up towards the top end of the driveway and I never checked in the window before I jumped in. There could have been anything in there. In my way as I jumped in. I just dived straight in. Straight in the window. There could have been a mouse trap on the floor. I could have jumped straight in on top of a fucking chest of drawers. I could have fucking jumped in on top of her father. I don't know. I never checked. The fear was in me and I just dived straight in that window. And good Jesus Christ what did I land on? The fucking bed. Wasn't she fucking smart? She put the bed right under the window. So that when I jumped in I'd land on the fucking t- so I'm in there now, and uh, she, she's the door locked. I don't know whether she did this usually, but she had the door locked anyway. The window was closed, the curtains was drawn. There was music on in the background, so you couldn't really uh, hear what was being said from either of us, you know. So I was just shifting away, like, just acting the bollocks. Like, there was no jostle, like. There was no tipping. Nothing like that. So just shifting away anyway. Next thing, a knock come on the door. Well, my heart literally stopped for about five seconds. She had to shake me to get me to respond. And I remember hearing a male voice, a male voice, and I thought, fuck, who's that? And he kept saying her name. And then she looked at me and said, that's me, brother. I says, fucking get rid of him. And she kept telling him to go away, go away, go away. And then he turned around, and it's the funniest thing ever. He turned around, and all I could hear was, do you want soup? <laughs> do you want soup? He kept saying. And he kept putting on this fucking Jesus stupid voice, like just this idiotic fucking funny voice it's obviously stuff that they do all the time he had no idea there was a fella in his sister's room so they were just he was just acting the bollocks like and you know the way in, in the door like where the door frame meets the door and there's that little gap for the hinges you could just see the shadow of his face pressed against it as he went do you want soup do you want soup now in this moment this is without doubt the funniest thing i have ever heard in my life it's like being at a funeral in mass and you just look over at someone and they're just 
looking at you a bit weird and you're just dying to laugh. It mightn't be all that funny in a general situation, but when you can't laugh, it's fucking hilarious. So I am literally swallowing her duvet, trying to stop myself from laughing. And I keep tapping her saying, get rid of him, get rid of him. I'm going to get caught in here. Get rid of him. And next thing all I heard was, who's in there with you? And she said, no one, you fucking idiot. Go away and open me. I told you I don't want soup. And then he kept saying, do you want soup? Do you want soup? Do you want soup? You know, just this stupid fucking noise. And then there was a little girl come to the door as well. And she was on the other side pressing her face against it. And the two of them were just back and forth. Do you want soup? Do you want soup? Do you want soup? And just got to the fucking stage where I was like, I can't do this. I have to go. If I don't go now, I'm going to get caught in here. So she said, right, go on quick. You're going to get me in trouble. So I quickly climbed up onto the windowsill. And before I jumped out, I thought to myself, right. I thought it was scary coming in here. It's ten times scarier now that I have to leave. Because what I fear is now behind me as I'm leaving this place. Now, I had no idea where her father could be like. No fucking clue. He could be standing at the front door just tossing the end of a cup of tea across the stones like we do. And if he does, it's likely he's going to toss that cup at me as I run. Or he could be out uh, testing out the range on his shotgun. And if he sees me running down the driveway, it's likely he's going to test it out on me. Blow me a fucking sunder. So I'm standing on the windowsill and I'm like, oh, fuck. She said, what's wrong? I said, I'm fucking scared, like. I'm scared. You've been offered soup. I could die here. We're, we're both living a different fucking life right now. She said, just go. Fuck's sake, you're going to get me caught. Just go. I said, great. So I dropped down onto the stones. Had me back against the wall. And just kind of shimmied towards the corner of the house where I could kind of peek around where the front door was to see if there was anyone about. And it was still pouring rain. I was getting absolutely soaked. So I kind of just peeked around the corner and I thought, no, there's no one there. So quickly made the decision. Now, it's time to go. You can't stand against this wall the rest of your life. You have to run. So I just counted to three and I fucking bolted. I couldn't have ran much faster. They definitely would have heard someone on the stones. They would have thought there was a car coming in to their fucking yard. But I fucking ran. And the whole way home, I laughed. And any time I get asked or offered soup, I can't fucking help but laugh. It was gas. It's just one of those situations where you're not allowed to laugh, but it's the funniest thing ever. Did you manage to find out what kind of soup they were selling there? No, I didn't. I wasn't concerned with what kind of soup they were going to fucking eat. I wanted to get out of this house alive. All right. Did, did you manage to, to bump into that fella ever again? Oh yeah, I know him. I know him. You do see him in the town back there. The odd time drinking and stuff. And, you know, you'd say hello to him at the, at the bar if you're ordering a pint or something. And towards the end of the night, then when everyone's drunk, he's got your, your arms wrapped around each other and you're having a good time. He still doesn't know to this day that I was in his sister's fucking bedroom. Pure crack, like. <laughs> you're something, man. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is a part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quickfire questions and he has to give me five quickfire answers. Are you ready, lad? Yeah, this is always my favourite bit. All right, here we go. What's your favourite time of the year? Hey, seven o'clock. If you could be fluent in any other language, which would it be? I'll try and eat, because I want to know why he's taking 40 seconds to tell the chef through that little hatch that I want a battered sausage. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Class runners, pal. Describe yourself in one sentence. I am a sound lad, I think. What's something many people take seriously, but they shouldn't? A life. Nice, Ryan. Nice. So the other day, my mum was cleaning up my room and she came upon a copy that I had years ago and I used to write in it, like a, like a dear diary or a dear journal thing. But I used to write in it and say, dear copy. And just talk about that day's events and stuff. So I, if you don't mind, I thought I would share some stuff that um, I wrote on a particular day. So it's dear copy and it's number 45. So it's the 45th time I wrote in this copy. Today was a class day. We had no uniform day in school and my man gave me two euro for the charity that allowed me to dress in my tractor bottoms, my kickflip t-shirt and the Phyllis runners. But instead of giving the money to the teacher, I told her we put it in the troker box as those kids looked like they needed it more and my nanny would light a candle. But of course, I was telling lies about that bit. She looked at me queer odd now, but she went over to Cunningham and took his money. His dad drives a jeep. I think they're on the dole, so they have got some coins. We played Red Rover at lunchtime, and I broke up a young fella in senior infants. I didn't like the cut of him. And it doesn't really matter that I'm in second class. Red Rover clearly states, if you're willing to play, you're willing to die for your family name. He didn't die this day, but he has a limp. I'll see how he moves tomorrow. After school, I went to the shop with a two euro I needed to give to the starving children in Roscommon or somewhere out that way. And I bought a few Freddos, and two jumps, and bought those chocolate fags that you can smoke and eat at the same time. Me and Craig Carroll walked up the road, and he wanted twos on my smoke, but I was like feeling real generous in that, so I gave him a full one. That's it, copy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me write in you. You're so no. Jackhammer, out. That's your journal. No, it's my copy. It's your copy. Right, have you got many of those? I, it's full. It's full, if. If people want, I can read them out. One every week, I don't know. I don't know if it's good, like. But I thought I'd just read that one out, because I found that uh, quite good when I read it back to myself. I was like, I remember that day. That young fella that had that limp. He's he's not walking right since. I spear-tackled him. Something shocking. I'm not allowed to do that in Red Rover, but he just looked like a gobshite. But he was only in senior infants, lad. I know, but he just had one of those heads, you know. Right, okay, so... Every episode, then you're going to read out uh, a fucking extract from your copy. Yeah, I can do, if you want. Yeah. All right. Are you going to do it randomly? Oh, yeah, just be random ones. Random ones. Because I, I just want to kind of flick through and just go, oh, wow, look at this one. And then we'll read that one out. And yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. All right, lad. That was, that was quite good, actually. I enjoyed that. Oh, nice one. Thanks. <laughs> So this episode is going to come out a few days after Easter. 
but we're recording it a week before Easter, just because we've got some stuff on that weekend, and you want to do stuff with your family, and then you've got a friend that's in Sydney that's coming up, he's from Dangan, he's going to meet for a pint. Yeah, he's a whore, hey? I had no idea he was here. Not a fucking clue, lad. His brother's the same. His brother's my best friend, he's the very same. Say nothing to you, and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm in Australia, lad. It's like, how long have you been here? Oh, I've been here since January. It's like, fuck, lad. So he's coming up from uh, Sydney on Friday, the good Friday. And we're going to have a few fucking pints. A few of his mates are coming down from Mackay, I think it is. I think that's where they are. And he's flying up from Sydney, so they're meeting in the middle. And we'll all get together and have a few pints, have a few laughs, try and record some videos, get a bit of content going there for the old TikTok and Instagram. And he's gas whore. He's a gas whore. He's the type of lad now that um, he hasn't been to many places outside of Ireland. You know, the first time he came out here to us for the wedding and that, he was fucking alien to loads of stuff, hey? Alien, just... He thought uh, pasta was Indian and uh, Indian was uh, fucking Italian, you know? He, he couldn't distinguish the difference and it was fucking funny. The missus loves him. I love him. He's a gas lad and hopefully he gets a chance to meet my lad for the first time too. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to it. So, to all you people out there... I know you, when you're listening to this, you will already have had your weekend, but as we speak now, we want to wish you a good weekend. Have a good time. Go for a drink, go for your pint. Don't do anything stupid. Easter is a significant time in the calendar, isn't it? It is. It's a time where people um, give each other chocolates and stuff. No, but the, the history of uh, Easter. Why is Easter about? Because uh, the Easter bunny decided, fuck it. It's the end of Lent now. I think these people need to eat something. Eat something good. So let's give them dairy milk, crunchy egg. No, it's... Jesus was crucified. And then he rose from the dead. Oh, is that one of them ghost stories from your town? No, it's... It's what happened. How do you know? What? How do you know that happened? Because it's, it's in the Bible. Have you never read a fictional book before? Lad, what are you doing? I'm just saying. You didn't see it happen. How do you know it happened? Look, lad, we won't get into that now, all right? I'm just saying, that's all. Easter is a time for chocolate. And we also need to remember the 1916 Easter Rising. Every year. Just have a little think about it. And during the 1916 Rising, a lot of Irish militant groups fought back against the English to try and claim back what is rightfully ours. And that is that beautiful teddy-shaped country of Ireland. So... Show how tall those people like gave their lives to try and do that. You did well. You did very well. So thank you. It's coming to the end of the podcast now. So I thought that was a good episode, lad. I thought we did very good that time. It's getting better, isn't it? I think so. I think so. You know, the first few now have been shy, and I thought the last one there that I just did was was a bit shy as well. I wasn't feeling the energy that day when I was when we were doing that one. I don't know, lad. It's all right, like. But you did have a tough week that week, like. Yeah, I know, I know. But I just felt like that one was a little bit uh, lacking. So I hope we made up for it with this one. And uh, yeah, keep doing the research, lad. That's good. That's good. Well, what will we talk about next one? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, talk about the dog, maybe. Dogs. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about dogs. You gonna do some research? Yeah, I can, I can look up the dog, yeah. Yeah, we can make it make it somewhat informative about the dogs and stuff. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see what happens. 
Yeah, right. So you want to give any show outs to people, Arden? Uh, yeah, to, to Shane's ma. You were listening to that story there about the, the window and thing. Don't worry, like, don't, don't give him too much stress, like, he's, he's pure sound. He did some stupid things as a young fella to get the shift, like. So, he's a brave soldier, in my mind. That was life or death, like, and he chose to go in there and achieve his goal. And if he died, he died, like. He's a gas man. He be all right. Right, lad. <laughs> You've got some siblings with kids and stuff back there as well, so shout out to the siblings and their children. Hope you're all doing well. Pure class. And you've got a nanny that made the best brown bread in Ireland. She does, hey. The finest bread. Yeah, right. So, show to Nanny Rosie. You're pure class. Keep making your bread. If you can. If you can't. We miss it. We miss it. You're a gas woman. You're pure crack. Shane has got very, very fond memories of you. And we hope you're well. And to all the aunties and uncles, cousins, friends. People that didn't realise that we were that mental like. That we were like this. Because this is not two people. Let's be honest. Lad, you keep bringing this up every episode. Yeah, I just want people to know that you're absolutely psycho-like. You're not right in the head, lad. But, right, go on, carry on. So, to all the aunties, uncles, friends, everybody. Hello. How do you do? Right, lad. Are we nearly finished? Yeah, we just have to end on the positive stuff. So, lads, if you're feeling a bit sad, and you've got stuff on your chest, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Tell someone. Find a way to tell someone. Because as soon as it's gone, it's not holding you back anymore. And you can keep going. Enjoy life. Don't be holding it all in because you're only going to create Lego blocks of pure shite. And it just gets higher and higher and it gets heavier and heavier. And then she can't stand up. The way is that stuff. You can't stand up. So get the stuff off your chest, lads. Be free and enjoy your lives. Sound advice, Ryan. Thanks very much, everyone. We're going to fucking head off here now. Take it easy. All the best. I hope you enjoyed your Easter. Ate loads of chocolate. Keep eating it. Ah, goodbye. See you, guys. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.